You're not too late and you have not missed your season. You're right on time for what God wants to do in your life. for the reflection awakening welcome to brothers of the word because brother you need the word i'm just in a prophetic flow today and i want to thank you for setting the flow i can't be anyone else but myself so stand on your feet and let us receive the word of the lord I brought this ram's horn as a gift to the pastors of this house. And may your voices continue to ring loud as a trumpet in the land. And may God continue to pour fresh oil upon your heads and the heads of your descendants for a thousand generations. May the blessing of the Lord flow upon your life forevermore. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you for fresh oil. Father, I decrease that you might increase in me. Let no one see Johnson, but let them see Jesus. Don't let them hear from Barrett, but let them hear from the Bible. I pray all of thee and none of me. I pray more of thee and less of me. Speak through these lips of clay and I'll say what you have me to say. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you just lift your hands and begin to worship God in this place? Pray in the Holy Ghost, those of you that have a heavenly language. Hallelujah. 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 This is the prophetic word the Lord gave to me last night. I want to release it in this house here in the Ark of Salvation. O people of God, hear my words. For behold the urgency of the moment. For many lives are filled with work and family and uncertainty. And it is so easy to fall into a state of paralysis and despair. And to lose sight of the power I have given to you, says the Lord. And to the nations of the world and to America specifically. My words of warning are these. Remain vigilant and be wise stewards of the resources within your reach. The actions and decisions of the past continue to be felt and present in the present. The threats posed by global climate change are beyond what any one nation can address. However, collective action is paramount to make the change needed to ensure a brighter future. But there is hope, says the spirit of grace. Progress is possible and so is redemption. The future belongs to those who strive for an equitable, just, and sustainable world that can sustain life for generations to come. Tremendous change will come through dedicated collective effort, says the Lord. And it is possible to chart a brighter course that reflects holy values and the desire for righteousness. Today, 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 you are being called upon to look within and to reclaim your power. Reclaim your power. Reclaim your authority through reflection. Reflect on my goodness and be restored. Reflect on my promises and be renewed. Reflect on my open doors and ways of escape. And let your praises go up before me. And let your praises go up before me. And let your praises go up before me. And let your praises go up before me.
your praises go up before me. I am the Lord your God and I shall be praised. I am the Lord your God and I shall be praised. Save the spirit of the living God. Now give God the biggest shout of praise that you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, let's worship the Lord here. There's a change and a shifting going on in the spirit. God is calling his people unto righteousness, unto holiness, unto sanctification. Not just for you, but for your children and your children's 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 children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your Worship him. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and just say it. Hallelujah. Dear Jesus, I hear you. Hallelujah. Young people, lift your voice and declare it. Hallelujah. 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 One last time with everything that you have in you. Just declare it. Hallelujah. You're holy, Lord. You're holy. We honor you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
clap your hands. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Can you hear me? All right. All right. Today, I want to flow in this vein. The title of my message is The Reflection Awakening. The Reflection Awakening. It might seem strange that we can awaken by reflecting, but it won't be so strange when I'm done. Reflection Awakening, reigniting our power through retrospection. There is great power, there is great insight, there is great grace that can be gained when we allow ourselves to be reminded of the goodness of God. But not just his goodness, but of all of the battles that he has fought and won in our lives. Many times as we continue to walk and travel through this Christian journey, sometimes if we are not careful, the problems and the traumas and the issues of life will cause us many times to wonder if God is still in charge. But it is only at the moment that we begin to reflect on who God has been that we understand and are assured and know of who God will be. It's when I look back over my life and I discover that every moment, at every juncture, at every portion, at every section of my life, God has been there. And God has made ways out of no ways. And because of that, I am hopeful that no matter what comes up against me or before me in the future, whatever challenges before me, I'm hopeful that I'm going to make it through because I know my God has my back. Brothers and sisters, when we begin to reflect, it's like the old saints would say, my grandmother would say, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. It's at those moments where we begin to reflect that God begins to show us exactly how things are going to turn out in our favor. Let me preface the message with this. The almighty God knows our hearts and desires us to seek the wisdom that is found in the reflection of our lives. The power to reignite our purpose and passion. That's what's happening today. And I'm going to drop just a few jewels and I'm going to say what God told me to say and I'll be out of your way in just a few moments. We gather today to face the mirror. All of us are facing a mirror. And as we face that mirror, we uncover the truth of our actions to see our strengths, to learn from our weaknesses and to discover the divine spark of inner peace and harmony as we move forward in our daily lives. It is time for reflection awakening to reignite our power through retrospection. The purpose of our reflection is to find humility before God, to understand and to realize that even though we have capabilities and abilities, even though we have intellect and education, that there are just some things that we have to release over to God. I don't know what it is that you'll have to do, but through humility, through silence, even through sometimes just worship before him and realizing who you are in God and who God is in you. It allows you to regain your authority and your strength and power, because I don't know about you. We've been through a lot in this world in the last three years. We've seen so many horrific and horrendous things, but do not be disturbed, people of God, for the word of the Lord to you is that no matter what is going on externally, you will not be shaken. 
I wish I had a shouter right there. You will not be shaken. I'm one of those neighbor preachers. So when you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, no matter what's going on, you will not be shaken. We are here to recognize the power of reflection and that power of reflection awakens us to release God's glory, to accept our interconnectedness and to live each day with the divine truth that abides in our hearts. Let us be inspired to become reflections of God's love, reflections of God's joy and peace within us and around us. Let us come together looking deeper within to awaken the voice of the Holy Spirit. Today, brothers and sisters, we embark upon the journey of reigniting our power through retrospection. Now, here is the message. I look at the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. And after the prodigal leaves dad's house, you know, he wanted his portion first. Uh, He didn't want to wait, but he wanted his right now. Isn't that just like adolescent? (laughs) Isn't that just like us sometimes when we look back over our lives? You know, I look back over my life now that I'm a father and I thought I was really smart at 10. And now that I'm raising an 11 year old and a six year old, I realize hmm, I was leaning to my own understanding, but I had none. And that's why God gives us good parents. Prodigal son goes through all of these things. and I don't have time to tell the story. You can go home and read it. in Luke chapter 15. But after he goes through so many things, the Bible says one thing that he came to himself. He began to reflect. He began to reflect and say, wait a minute. The servants in my father's house are living better than me. I'm going to get up from here. I'm going to stop eating the husk that was thrown to the swine. And I'm going to go home to my father's house. And if I could just be a servant in my father's house, that's good enough for me. You don't have to welcome me back as a son. You don't have to welcome me back as your child, as a daughter. But if I could just be a servant, that's good enough for me because I realize I've hurt you, dad. I've wounded you. I've made mistakes. I haven't followed your precepts, your laws, your commands, your rules, your regulations. I understand that I thought that I knew what I didn't know and it caused me to come into calamity. So if you can just let me come back in as a servant, that's good enough for me. You know the story. When he came back, the father was so excited, so happy of his humility. The fact that he came back understanding that even though I'm not worthy, even though at times I know I've let you down, I realized that there is no other option for me than to go back to my father's house. Dad says, get the fatted calf, get the robe, get the ring, put it on my son. My son who was lost has now come home. But it was the memory. It was the reflection of the good times in dad's house, the good times that he had spent with his father that eventually brought him home. And let me submit to you today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know this message is for someone. Some of you in here need to just let your mind take a stroll down memory lane. You need to open up the window of memory and peep through the blinds of retrospect and remember the goodness of God. And that goodness will draw you back into his presence. And I know that everybody in here just got off the mountaintop. I know that we all woke up this morning speaking in tongues and had a big old Bible under our arms. But for those of us who have been challenged and have faced trial after trial, challenge after challenge, issue after issue, it can affect your worship. 
It can affect your praise. And yes, you can lift your hands, but you don't feel it like you used to. You can say hallelujah, but the power is not there like it was. Because sometimes life will wound you. Sometimes life will break your heart. Sometimes people will disappoint you. But let me submit to you that we have a God that will never leave you nor forsake you. We have a God that will always be there. And if you would only come to him, he will restore your strength and restore your joy. The right memory, let the right memory, let the right memory, let the right memory come back. That time, as the song says, when I first believed, that time when I first received you, when I first tasted of your goodness. Have you ever been there where you felt like, you know, you're worshiping, you're praising, you're going through the motions, but you just don't feel his presence like you used to? I've been introduced to this thing you all have called no talk. And through this time of reflection, through this time of silence, through this time of kind of shutting down, we begin to reconnect with Christ. And through that reconnection, he begins to restore our vision, our power, our insight so that we can create impact and cause change to happen in this world. Let me tell you something. You have got to continue to position yourself in a place where you can continue to feel God's presence because you're a glory carrier. You are somebody who when you walk in the room, the atmosphere shifts. People see it on you and you wonder sometimes, why is everybody looking at me? Is it something in my nose? Is my hair out of place? Is my zipper on? What is going on? It's none of that. It's that people can see what sometimes you do not see in yourself. And that is the presence of the holy God that rests and abides on your countenance. Because you can't spend any time with God and remain the same. You can't spend time with God and continue to just be how you always have been. As you spend time with him, change begins to happen. And that's my first word to this house. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, so all of us who have had that veil removed. That's what happens when you begin to enter in, when you begin to remember, when you begin to reflect, the veil is removed. The scales come off of your eyes. The wax comes out of your ears and you begin to see clearly. You begin to hear clearly. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord and the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him. As we are changed into his glorious image. The first thing I want to give you, and this is just the flow that I want to leave in this house, is number one, change has begun. Change has begun. As you leave this building today, realize and understand that everything in your life is now about to go through a dramatic shift. And by that, I don't mean in the negative. I mean that in the positive. You're about to shift from the familiar to the unfamiliar. What are you saying? I'm saying that things have been going real good and that's cool. But God wants to take you into some uncharted waters and unfamiliar territory that may seem uncomfortable. But his hand is going to guide you every step of the way because in this season, God has to stretch your capacity to receive so that he can stretch your influence to reach more people. I don't know if you understand this, but I believe we're living in the 
last days. I believe that Jesus Christ is walking towards us. And I don't believe this is the time for us to just be crocheting and sitting back sipping lemonade like everything is okay. I believe this is the time where we have got to be radical believers. That we have got to be determined that nobody in my family is going to hell. None of my friends are going to hell. If I have to be the only one to be a light for Jesus Christ in my job, on in the school, wherever I am, then I will be that light. Change has begun. But then number two, next flow is found in Jeremiah 29, 11. You know it by heart. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Here is the second thing God said to me to give to this house. God said, I am making clearer my plans for your life. Some of us, because of various things we've dealt with, the reason why we need to reflect is because through that reflection, illumination comes and God begins to make clearer his plan. Maybe you've had something on the altar and you said, Lord, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? What do I need to do about this? Help me. Give me some insight. Give me understanding. God says, as you begin to reflect, as you begin to spend time in worship, consecration and prayer, God says, my plans will become clearer to you. He says, I have a unique destiny assignment for you that nobody else in the earth can do but you. And if you don't do it, it will not be done. And I've invested too much in you, says the Lord, to allow you to abort, diminish or disintegrate the purpose and plan that I have for your life. You will fulfill your destiny. You will fulfill your divine assignment. You're not too late and you have not missed your season. You're right on time for what God wants to do in your life. Don't let anybody tell you wrong and don't beat yourself up because of the mistakes of the past. Let go of that stuff. Realize that his grace is sufficient. And today is a brand new day. Next scripture God took me to was Psalms 27, verse 13 and 14. He says, I had fainted. So I would have gave up. I would have let go. I would have just said enough is enough unless I had believed to see. God wants you to see something. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But this is the part that blesses me. He says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is not easy, but it's worth it. Mm. Because sometimes when we wait on the Lord, we say, God, you know, you're from everlasting to everlasting. But I'm getting older. Uh, Steps, you know, not as fast as they used to be. You know, I'm trying not to hold on to the rails, too. Because I said, you know, Pastor Nathaniel can do it, you know, and he's a little more seasoned than I am. I said, I could do it, too. And I got up there and trying to hold on to the rails and I was good for a little while. He said, don't do what he said doing this. (laughs) I'm going to hold on. And you say, Lord, time is ticking. Time is ticking. Time is ticking. But God says, God says, wait on me. Wait on me. He says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Don't be fearful. Don't be intimidated. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. Don't let people intimidate you. Be of good courage, knowing that wherever you stand and wherever you walk, God has your back. And as you wait, as you wait, he will strengthen your heart. Here it is. He said, tell the people that through this retrospection, they're reclaiming their motivation.
some of us need to reclaim our motivation. Zig Ziglar says that motivation is like a shower. You need it every day. Sometimes we wake up when we feel motivated, and I love it when we conquer the morning. If you can conquer the morning, you can conquer the day. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we need an extra shot of espresso. Sometimes the kids, if you have young children, they don't just get up all perky in the morning. It's a struggle. It's a fight to try to get them ready for school some mornings. And with all of that, sometimes we can kind of get off balance. Everything that happens in life, the stuff that we have to do, we can just kind of lose our motivation. Still functioning, still doing, but not as motivated as we used to be. The Lord is saying to someone here today, even on your job, God says, start to do what you used to do and going the extra mile, even if you don't get paid to do it. I don't know who this is for, but as you begin to do this, people will begin to take notice And God says, I'm going to reward you in ways that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Reclaim your motivation. Just reclaim your motivation and declare to yourself, I am who God says I am. Everybody repeat after me. I'm hearing the voice. You got to give me a little more energy than that. I'm hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit within. I'm leading and not following. I'm creating and not destroying. I am a force for good. I defy the odds. I set new standards. I am a leader. I am a champion. I hear this. Say, I'm loved by God. I'm chosen by God. I am protected by God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. I am a champion. Everything I touch turns to gold. It is my season. It is my time. It is my turn. I am humble. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am anointed. I am strong. I am a champion. Reclaim your motivation. Let me wrap this up. Psalms 32 verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. God says, I'm releasing a greater portion of wisdom in this season. God says in this season, grab your pen, grab your journal. Some of you are already doing this. Some of you have already begun to journal again, already begin to write poems again, already begin to write these psalms and songs unto the Lord again. Not for anybody to see, not even to be published. You just find yourself doodling and writing to God. Start writing a love letter to God, telling him how much you love him. He's releasing a greater portion of wisdom as you do this because God will give you insight Next, Isaiah 42 and 9, he says, see the former things have taken place and new things I declare before they spring up into being. I announce them to you. I think in the King James, it says, behold, I do a new thing. The Lord says new ideas and creativity are being born and a new generation of innovators will begin to come into divine alignment. 
as you reflect, not only is God going to bless you, but you will begin to see innovation and creativity happen with your children, happen with your family and happen with those around you. This is the time for God to do a new thing in you. And lastly, Psalms 37 and 4, New International Version says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Here's what God said to me, and I love this the way he gave this to me. He says, tell the people, as long as I am the object of your affection, as long as I'm the object of your focus and your worship, you will remain the object of my fulfilled promises, blessings, and honor. God is not going to bless us to ignore him. God's not going to bless us to spend more time with the thing than we spend with the king. God is not going to bless us with more gifts so we can forget about the giver because if we have the giver, even if we lose the gift, the giver can always give us another gift. We are living in a world and a country and a nation that is filled with idolatry. We have made things and structures and systems and institutions, idols, Jesus is tearing down idols. He's tearing down the idols. Don't put anything or anyone before him in this time. Realize and understand, Lord, whatever you give me, whatever you bless me with, whatever you allow me to do, you are the object of my worship. You are the object of my affection. And I lay everything I have, my family, my finances, my faith, my fitness, everything I have, I lay it at your feet. And I give it to you. It's hard to do that. I was talking to a brother that I'm mentoring the other day and I told him, I said, you know, one of the hardest things for men to do is to release our wives and children to the Lord. Because, you know, that's your wife. That's your children. It's your responsibility. But you can't do it without him. So even when it comes to our families, mothers, when you release those children to school, don't worry. Release them and surrender them over to Christ. God will watch over your babies. And whatever it is that we have and put our hands to do in this time and in this season, God is going to take care of it as long as we remember. If we keep the proper vertical, the horizontal will fall in place. Give God praise. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled The Reflection Awakening by Barrett Johnson. This message is number 6618. That's 6618. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6618 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.